You may be, be seated, but I've just asked Danny if he'll just stay up. And I don't want to bring a sermon this morning. I'm here for an encounter with Jesus. Anyone else? I want to read to you. I've been on this kind of theme the last the last couple of weeks. So I just want to pull some stuff out that I shared at the Encounter Week and also some other things as well. If you do want to follow along in the Bible, I'm, I'm going to read from Psalm 46. Uh, yeah, Psalm 46. Or you can just listen. Before we read that, one of my favorite scriptures in John chapter 7 talks about a, a feast that Jesus attended and it says on the last and the greatest day of the feast Jesus stood and he cried out with a loud voice if anyone is thirsty let him come to me and drink if anyone is thirsty the implication there being that maybe not everyone is thirsty but if you are this morning there's someone that you can come to and drink from. And his name is Jesus. And he said, as you come unto me and drink, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Everyone say rivers. Rivers. Of living water. Living water. By this, John says, he meant the Spirit. Everyone say the river is the Spirit. The river is the Spirit. Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations He has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks a bow and shatters a spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. There is a river. Can we say that phrase out loud this morning together? There is a river. One more time. There is a river. The river is the Spirit. And it says that this river flows through the city of God. The place where God dwells. So the picture is of God's city, the place where He lives, where He dwells. And right through the middle, right through the heart of the city is a river. Now remember, the, this is 
the Old Testament. And the Old Testament, of course, it's a, a, a historical account, but it's also parable. It's relating to, to a, new, a new covenant reality. So in, in the Old Testament, the city of God was Jerusalem. But today, who knows, God does not live in cities. God lives in you and me. Everyone say, I am the city of God. Say, I am where God lives. So in you, there is a river. In you is a river of the Holy Spirit. And it says that this river makes glad the city of God. What's the city of God? You are. The river makes you glad. The river brings you joy. Your joy levels are dependent upon your water levels. If you are dry, if you spiritually, if you are living your life outside of the presence of God, the fruit of that is going to be misery and grumpiness and stress and anxiety and depression and fear. All the things that kill joy. But joy is found in the river. Laughter is found in the river. Rejoicing, celebration, freedom is found in the river. And it is that joy that is your strength. It is that joy that is your healing. So there is an invitation from heaven this morning to dive into the river. There is an invitation to come and drink from the river and receive the joy that is your strength. Everything we need this morning is found in the river of the Holy Spirit. Do you believe that? Everything we need is found in the river of the Holy Spirit. There's an incredible promise in Ezekiel 47, which we'll read from a little bit later on. It talks about the river of God. And this is the promise. Wherever the river flows, everything will live. Oh, someone claimed that promise this morning. Wherever the river flows, everything lives marriages live finances live bodies live minds live souls live children live wherever the river flows there is life so my job this morning there is a river God has provided the river. My job this morning is simply to come to the river and drink. And everything in my life will live and flourish as a consequence of positioning my life in the river of His presence. Let me just read a couple of scriptures to you and let the, let the Word of God wash over you this morning. Uh, Isaiah 66 says 
I will extend peace to her like a river. And the wealth of nations like a flooding stream. I want to declare over you this morning, peace is found in the river. You know the Hebrew word peace, the word shalom, it means wholeness, completeness. I want to prophesy over you this morning. This is not a, this is not a sermon or a talk. This is just God releasing prophetic, his prophetic word over your life this morning. I want to prophesy wholeness over you this morning. Every area of your life that is chipped or broken, this morning position it, place it in the river. And you will come out whole this morning. Wealth of nations like a flooding stream. Oh, come on, someone. I'm having that if you're not. There is wealth in the river. There is provision and prosperity in the river. I want to prophesy over some people here in 2020. I want to prophesy pay rises. I want to prophesy promotions. I want to prophesy mortgages being paid off. I want to prophesy new homes, new cars. And wealth is not just material things. I want to, I want to prophesy a wealth of joy, a wealth of love, a wealth of fruitfulness. As you place your life in the river, peace like a river and the wealth of nations like a flooding stream how about this one psalm 36 they feast on the abundance of your house you give them drink from your river of delights it's one of my favorite scriptures the river of delights you know pleasure and satisfaction are only found in the river of his presence you will never be satisfied outside of his presence that's what you were created for maybe you're here today maybe you're a visitor maybe you're new to faith new to christianity maybe you've never given your life to jesus before i want to tell you this morning you were created for his presence satisfaction is only found in his presence you can have everything in this world but it's like living in a desert it will never satisfy but his presence is like a river a river of delight that brings joy and satisfaction and pleasure psalm 65 you care for the land and you water it you enrich it abundantly the streams of god are filled with water to provide the people with grain for so you have ordained it provision is in the river healing miracles whatever you need God to provide it's all in the river of the Holy Spirit Psalm 46 is a bit of a strange psalm because that verse, there is a river, it doesn't really kind of fit in context. 
because the context of Psalm 46 are basically there are nations <clears throat> that are in uproar. There's chaos in nations. Governments don't know what they're doing. There's wars and rumors of wars. There's all kinds of crazy things going on. It feels like the mountains are being shaken. It's like everything is, is chaos. Everything that there's a shaking. Aren't you glad we're in a much better place? <laughs> but right in the midst of all this, you would think the answer is God revealing himself as a king or a, or a, or a, or a warrior. But instead, in the midst of all this, there's, there is a river. It's like God is saying the answer to all the chaos and all the problems of the world. There's a river. There's a river. Nations are in uproar. There is a river. What about the uproar in your life this, this morning? What about the chaos in your life? The answer, there is a river. Second Kings 5, we're not going to read the whole story. But it's the story of a man called Naaman. And Naaman was a powerful warrior in the Assyrian army. He was a, he was a general. Says it a great man in the sight of his master, highly regarded. God gave this warrior victory after victory after victory. But it says he had leprosy. And and God just put this phrase on my heart this week. It's the stuff under the armor that he wants to deal with. He is this mighty general and everyone looked at him with his armor, with his breastplate, his helmet, his sword, probably on some kind of, uh, kind of uh, mighty horse and everybody looked at him as this powerful man. But under the armor, there was a disease that was killing him. And every one of us this morning has the armor that we put on when we come to church. Every one of us has the response when the steward says, how are you doing? Every one of us has a response that we give when Jared asks how we're doing this week. But for every one of us, there's stuff under the armor that we don't show to anyone else but silently and secretly it's eating away at us and as many of us you're familiar with the story he goes to the king the king says don't come to me go to the prophet so he goes to the prophet and the prophet doesn't even bother coming to the door he says go to the river and dip in seven times and Naaman gets offended he says I thought the man of God would come and just lay his hands over my issue and say a few words 
what he's asking me to do isn't very dignified. But I've learned that dignity and deity don't always mix. Church, if we want to be a church of healing, we have to be prepared to be an undignified church from time to time. We have to be prepared for a few messy meetings if we want to see God deliver and heal people. I don't know who needs healing this morning. But you, are you prepared to receive your healing? If it means getting a bit undignified. I was in a meeting a few days ago and I prayed for one person and she started trembling violently under the power of God and flew back across the room. And then I went to the next person who was obviously pretty new to church. And, um, and she said to me, that doesn't have to happen to me, does it? <clears throat> and I said, don't worry, no, it doesn't. But if I was you, I'd just be open to whatever God wants to do. Sometimes we just overanalyze stuff, don't we? Listen, if my healing this morning involves me laughing, falling, crying, shaking, whatever, it's worth it. It's worth me looking a fool in front of you and leaving clean. I remember um, over the summer we went to Wales on holiday. And uh, we bought like a, a, an inflatable dinghy. And uh, we got a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and they wanted to go in the boat. And they wanted daddy to take them out into the depths. Which was great on the first day because it was lovely and sunny. That was the only day of sun we had. The, the water was freezing. But as we sat there with jumpers on, and kind of shivering, it was daddy but. And I was thinking, it's okay for you, because you've just got to sit there. But I got to get in that sea. And, but if you don't want crying kids, you got to get in the, you got to get in the waters. And I was praying for a puncture by day three. It was like, let's just carry the boat across this broken glass as we. <laughs> but sometimes you just got to get in. No matter how uncomfortable it is. Church, we got to break Sunday morning church. We got to break nice and tidy. We got to break, oh, I just want the man of God just to come and say a nice few words. We got to get in the river. And it says here, let me find it. If the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more than when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? I love that phrase. Everyone say, wash and be cleansed. Wash and be cleansed. So he went down and he dipped himself in the Jordan. 
seven times. That word dip, it's the Hebrew word tabau, and it means to plunge into. Everyone say plunge, I like that word. Plunge into. Anyone here this morning ready to plunge their life into the river of God? And he dipped how many times? Seven. He kept going. See, some of us, we dip once and then we think, well, I tried that. I think I want to I tell someone this morning, it's time for another dip. That's your prophetic word this morning. It's time for another dip. We got to dip and dip and dip and dip and dip until something changes. Until something happens. He dipped seven times, the number of completeness. Keep dipping, keep plunging yourself into the presence of God until something changes. And it says, when he came out, his flesh was restored and he became clean like that of a young boy. Restoration is found in the plunging, in the dipping. People here, you need your health restoring. You need your joy restoring. You need your peace restoring. You need your sense of purpose, your identity restoring. It is all found as you dip, as you plunge yourself in the presence of God. Hallelujah. God is in the midst of her. Just want to say a couple other things. The location of the river is always in the middle. You read right at the end of the New Jerusalem where we're going to hang out for a long time. And it says there's a river that flows from the throne of God and it flows right the way through the middle of the city. God is in the midst of her like a river, Psalm 46. Out of your innermost being, other translations say out of your heart, out of the central place of you, there is a river. The river is always in the middle. You see, he, we like to compartmentalize our lives. So here's my job. Here's my family. Here's my relationships. Here's my finances. Here's my ministry. And here's the Holy Spirit stuff. The problem is it's only where the river flows that there's life. So if the river is just a compartment, all the other areas are dead. But I want you to picture a river that flows through the middle and then all these streams that flow off. So the river of God is not at the periphery. It's right through the center. And, and, and so my relationships are like a spring that flow off of the river. My finances are like a spring that flow off the river. My ministry is like a spring that flows off of the river. My parenting is like a spring that flows throughout the river. As long as the river is right at the heart, right at the center, everything I do will flourish. Revive Church, we, you know this, we know this. The river has to flow through the heart of what we do. 
It's not just a box that we take or occasionally we'll have an encounter week or an altar call. No, the river is right at the heart and everything else we do, our social action, our community, our youth work, our kids work, our evangelism, our conferences, everything flows off of that river that flows through the heart of what God is doing in us and through us. Let me, uh, let me close with Ezekiel 47. I won't read the beginning bit, but basically Ezekiel has a vision of the temple, the temple of God, and there's a river flowing out of it. And it says this in verse 3. As a man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits. And then he led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in. A river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? A river that no one could cross. I don't know about you, but if I was in a river, the whole purpose to me being in a river, if you ever see me in a river, my purpose in being in that river is to get to the other side. But the river was so deep, he couldn't get to the other side. It's almost like God saying, the purpose is my presence. Purpose is not you getting to the other side. It's not accomplishing your goals, your dreams, your vision. The purpose is being in the river. Our purpose is not building a new building. Our purpose is not even seeing people saved or seeing revival. Our purpose is being in the river. That way, when you get to the other side, you'll know it was God. Because you couldn't swim it. All you have to do is get in the depths where God, God can carry you. He measured off another thousand cubits and he led me Jonathan can you just come here a second just stand there face me Nigel could you come here Jonathan is going to be Jonathan Nigel's going to be Jesus (laughs) he's the most holy person here just stand there He is Jonathan, and he needs a miracle. Amen. Amen. He needs healing, he needs provision, he needs breakthrough. And so he is Jonathan, and he's praying for God to do something in his life. And this is how often we think God works. We think that God comes to us and says, there you go. There's the miracle, there's the provision, there's the power, there's the blessing. But actually, this is often what God does. He measured, measures off 
a thousand. He creates a space, an opportunity. And he says, right, step into that and get your breakthrough. And this gap here is faith. And then he measures off another thousand and you make that step. Many times we're wanting God to come to us. We're wanting the man of God to come out of the house, wave his hand. Instead, no, God creates a space, a gap. He measures off. He, cre- he measures a, a thousand cubits and says, right, if you want it, step into it. Thanks, guys. Revive church. What measurement has God made in 2020 that he wants us to step into? What about your life this morning? I believe there are people here. You're crying out for God to... I just just sense there are a lot of frustrated people because you know that there is something in you that is bigger than where you're currently at. And you're praying, God, I don't, there's, I know there's vision in me. I know there's a call. I know there's an anointing. I know there's something there. And you're praying for God to open the door or for recognition to come. Or God, God says, no, I have measured off. You step into it. You have to take that step of faith and God creates a space and invites us to step in. He measured off. And measured off. I was just meditating on that and the scripture God gave me was this. Paul says, but I believe this is the Holy Spirit. When I come to you, I will come in the full measure of the blessing of Christ. Everyone say full measure. I believe there is a full measure that God has created. A measure of blessing, a measure of increase, a measure of favor. And God invites us to step into the depths. Church, God wants us in deep waters. It was James Segret that that one of the prayer meetings we had, he used that phrase, deep waters. Deep waters. And I believe that that is where God is calling us. Deeper levels of glory. Deeper levels of intimacy. The Samaritan woman said something that was so profound and prophetic. She said, sir, the well is deep. Paul talked about the deep things of the spirit. As deep calls unto deep. But Jared mentioned this at the encounter week. It's in the depths that we're not in control. I believe there are some people here this morning. God is calling you to leave the shore. To be in the depths. Where you can't go that way. You can't go that way. All you have to do is trust him. When I arrived at the banks of the river. I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region. It goes down into the Araba where it enters the sea. When it empties into the sea, the water there becomes fresh. 
Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. It goes on to say that the fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. I'll just catch that. The water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. This is the final thoughts. Where the river flows, the salt water becomes fresh. The river of the Holy Spirit has the power to change environments and atmospheres. I don't know if the atmosphere in your workplace is a little bit salty. The atmosphere in your home is a little bit salty. But I want to declare the river is turning the salt water fresh. Where there's been division and discord, where there has been uh, just that, that tension, I want to declare harmony, peace. The trees flourish, bear fruit all year round. Trees in the Bible are a picture of people. You're a tree. And God wants you to flourish and bear fruit in every area of your life. He wants you healthy, healed, whole, at peace, with purpose, knowing who you are, walking in destiny, walking in authority, walking in victory. He wants every area of your life to flourish and blossom and grow. How? the water from the sanctuary flows into your life and the trees are for healing healing of bodies healing of mind healing from past trauma and past hurts it's all there in the river